0: a little life out here. what the hell's going on out here it's a lot of fun
1: keep it fun
0: hello everybody welcome to the uk packers podcast as usual i'm your host at dddnfl on twitter and of course follow the group at uk packers and as usual for me quick snaps snapping the fingers i don't know if that's going to be a thing it might make it a thing i've an it hedgehog it's peter jones it's the man of mystery the mountain of knowledge fountain of knowledge mr peter jones peter it's quick snaps i want to find out all about your day what makes you tick um all about your childhood but we simply do not have time i will just start with how are you today buddy
1: i'm good i'm very very good steve anytime the packers have a hundred percent record i'm very good
0: but we're coming up against a team who also has a hundred percent record. So I think, you know, someone's gonna come out of this victors. Whoever wins this game is gonna be first place in the division. The Lions did a very liony thing and drew their game. The Bears lost to us in a you know a ten three slobber knocker. So um the next game and again, I know this is quick snaps, and I know we try to keep it to ten minutes. It's it's a ten minute quick snap. But Peter, I'm gonna to have to delve into meetups, aren't I?
1: So what you're suggesting is that the quick snaps is going to go into overtime then, Steve.
0: <laughs> it's going to go into overtime and hopefully not end in a frustrating tie. Um, so what I will say is, is uh, priority number one, the Cardiff meetup, which is week three. So it's not this Sunday coming. It's the following week, uh, our second of two meetups. It's all getting very complicated already. Uh, Cardiff, the venue was moved. So we found out a couple of days ago that... Um, Beelzebub's, all of a sudden, out of the blue, had been taken over by somebody else. And they were going to renovate it when, on the weekend, that we were going to do a meetup, um, And there was a bit of a mix-up as to what our event was and all the rest. But we've sourced a second venue, which is the Head of Steam, which is conveniently right next door. And I don't mean four doors down. I mean, it's literally attached to Beelzebub's. So it's called uh, the Head of Steam Cardiff. It shouldn't impact anything. Everyone who paid gets their welcome drink. Um, it's just a different welcome drink. And they do their own craft beer as well. So if you're a hipster with a handlebar mustache, with ironic glasses, a cape, a monogle, um, whatever you like. Uh, if you look like Oscar Wilde, you are definitely welcome. If you're a normal package g said, you're also welcome. It doesn't impact anything, but that's just a bit of information. It was completely out of our hands. We were blindsided by it. And um, we did have someone contact the venue and find out early that the event was moving but we couldn't get that information out to our followers because we didn't know if the head of steam could handle video streaming um if we had a dedicated area if they knew like we had to find out what the welcome drinks was we had to get the artwork and change it across the websites and social media and we we got contacted by this person literally 10 minutes after we got everything locked down and confirmed so to save the confusion and to get it out there and that's one point that i will tell people um and I'm going to put this politely, can you stop contacting the venue? You can if you like, but they might not know a whole lot about it. It comes through me, right? So at UK Packers, at Steedy NFL, if you want any information on the venue, contact me. You might be lucky enough and contact the venue and get the event personnel who are dealing with the the meetup, but we're not organizing this through a third party. None of this money comes to us. We take the money for the booking so that we can tell the venue how many people are going to show up now. Uh, So if you want any info, contact us on facebook twitter instagram dm email info ukpackers.co.uk. hit the website ukparkers.co.uk right um so the manchester meetup is on sunday the game is on sky so we're not going to have to worry about all that stream and lark there's going to be no lag um so that's fantastic so the manchester meetup you can get your ticket um uh, you can hit the website to get the info i know this has gone on a very long time but some people are a bit confused out there for some reason um or what you can do is, is if you want me to tell you how to do it, it's send a fiver through friends and family to info at UKpackers.co.uk on PayPal. Is it essential that you have a ticket? It isn't. But it w- would be in our best interest if you let us know that you're coming. We will take your money for the ticket and we pay that directly to the venue for finger food and for your pint, right? Or house wine or, uh, you know, spirit with your mixer. And I know this has gone on a very long time, but just to get the details out there, on both occasions and on all of our meetups, we are watching the Packers game. We've had that a lot. People saying, oh, we're going to watch the Patriots. I'm not really interested. It's like, no, the reason we do the meetups is to watch the Packers game together. So in Manchester, it's going to be on Sky. That's fine. And for Cardiff, the TV schedule isn't out yet, uh, but we have streaming capability and we will be streaming the game if it is not on Sky. So that's the deal. So that's what I'll say. So again, not essential if you have a ticket, but if you do get a ticket, you get your welcome drink, you get your finger food and we can reliably give the venue how many people are there for, you know, to have the room set up correctly. But do rock down on the night. Manchester, it's in the Brotherhood um, and the game start. We sort of doors open at five, let's say, but Anne Boleyn, come meet me. I'll mark you off the checklist if you're on the guest list. um, And at the Cardiff event, again, starts at five, game at six. Uh, and rock into the Head of Steam in Cardiff. The other meets that are going to be done are Glasgow, London, Dublin, Birmingham um, and of course Lambeau Field in Week 7. That's all I'll say about Peter. I know it went on too long but I'm going to park it there. Are we ready to rock out with some Vikings preview?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for everybody that's going to be at the Manchester meet-up for the Vikings game they're going to see a... a tough tough game for the Packers
0: a very tough game and we will be getting people's opinion on the night by the way so if you rock in you'll see me with all the gear I'll have the microphone out with the logo on it's going to look so professional and I'm going to get your take on the game throughout the game after the game so it's going to be a live reaction and that's all going to be smushed together into some lovely video and some lovely podcast form but Peter this is a weird one in the sense that this is Matt LaFleur's first game no one really knows what to expect it was an absolute dogfight uh, last week with the Bears' defense and the Packers' defense sort of slugging it out. The Vikings, um, and again, I've loads of game notes, but uh, the MVP of, of their game was Anthony Harris, came down with two interceptions and a fumble recovery. The Vikings swarmed all over Matt Ryan, and the key to getting to the Falcons and by racking up a 28 to zip lead was all of that pressure. So this is going to be a defensive slugfest, is it not?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think that, you know, anytime in the first few weeks of the season, I think it's difficult enough to assess what's going on, but because of the nature of the, of the Vikings game against the Falcons that you alluded to there, Steve, where the, the, the Vikings jumped out to you know, the, in essence a 28, nothing lead reasonably quickly. I think 20, I think they had three, three turnovers in the first quarter and a quarter and a bit. That's right, um, you, you didn't really get a sense of, of how, who the Vikings really are this year you know because the because the 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 pattern and nature of that game was kind of set so early so the vikings didn't have to, didn't have to throw the ball and conversely on on defense they were able to you know pin their ears back and and rush matt ryan and make his day even worse than it already was um so so it's difficult to get a great sense of of the the you know the nature of the vikings both offensively and and defensively but but certainly you know, even before Sunday's game just gone, we we knew the Vikings would be tough on defense, and they and you know and they showed that very much. So,
0: yeah, and you raised that; uh, it's, it's perfectly put. We have nothing really on tape for the Vikings apart from obviously the previous years and all the rest. But one thing that Mike Zimmer said is something that will sound very familiar to Packers fans, and he says that he wants to marry the run and the pass and he wants it to be a balanced offense now everyone uh, uh, to a large extent i guess peter that's a trope right i mean every head coach is going to come out and say that they want harmony and balance um and what i will say is is that kirk cousins i believe is a very good passer he gets a lot of slack um you know he's had a that massive guaranteed contract which was really the first of its kind to that size but when i watch the and I'm going to call it game tape uh, because that's what us analysts do. Uh, when I watch the game <laughs> tape, it's seen Now we only passed 10 times, completed eight of them. One touchdown, ran in a touchdown himself um, and did a ridiculous dance. And as well as that, anybody moaning about, oh, I can't believe they're focusing on Kirk Cousins dance. Like, is this what it's come to? Lads, it's a game the kids play by millionaires. OK, we can focus on a dance. It's fine. So the thing about Kirk Cousins is he can find people. He can find people on the sidelines. He found one, uh, Stefan Diggs, unbelievable pass um, over the shoulder of the defender um, who turned a little bit too late. So what I will say about Kirk Cousins is is that although we didn't see him pass, and people are, I see people sort of, uh, you know, derogatory saying online. Oh well, yes, of course, Dalvin Cook is going to carry this team, carry this offense all season. Um, I don't think, like what you said, it wasn't the game plan for the Vikings. I believe to to run intensive, but exactly like you say, you rack up a big lead, you keep the lead by running down the clock. It's good time management. But what I will say for that as well, Pete, is, and what the scary part for me is, and I'd be interested to know what you think here about what the actual dangers are to this game. Dalvin Cook was always going to run hard. The same with their rookie, Madison. He was frightening on the night. The the two guys actually reminded me very much of Adrian Peterson, seeing them in in purple. Uh, They run hard and they smack people in the mouth. But the thing is, is their game plan was obviously going to be changed to be run intensive. And the defense for the Falcons should have known that. They did know that, but they still got purchase. Dalvin Cook averaged over five yards per carry, which is just insanity on the night so how do you defend against running backs that you know are coming at you but you still can't stop them
1: well i mean i think that I th- i'm not sure whether that showed up um the falcons defense which is not one of not one of the league's best and struggled severely last season although it was a little bit beat up with 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 injuries but yeah but eventually i mean you you know you've got to you've got to stack up and get that eighth man in the box if you have to to stop to stop the running game. Um, the difficulty, and I, and I absolutely agree with you, with Kirk Cousins. I think you underestimate him at your peril. Um, and I know it's, 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 you know, there's always the social media banter and stuff and stuff, and, you know, it's probably not helped by the $84 million all-guaranteed contract that would if Kirk Cousins is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned, mm. right? He's not, He's not in that top five group, but he's in the next group after that. Without without question for me, and you know Packers fans should remember. I mean, we remember that tied game. I think it was in week two again last season, where Crosby missed the, you know, the field goal and and, and whatever else, and the, we had the Clay Matthews rough, roughing the passer and all of that stuff. But Kirk Cousins threw for 400 and a lot of yards in that game, and 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 he's very capable of doing that week in, week out. So I think that you know that. It's a struggle for the Packers, whether whether you're going to force up, get the eighth man in the box and try and stop that running game and force Kirk Cousins to pass, because I'm not necessarily sure that that's, that's the best thing either. Hmm. Um, the only thing that, that I guess the converse to that is, you know, we saw the Packers' um, pass rush be exceptional in, in week one. And the back end of the Packers' defense with Alexander and, and, and Savage and Amos and those and those guys looks very solid in, indeed. So um, I think that's a long way of saying, Steve, I haven't got a clue.
0: <laughs> well, do you know what it is? And this is how um, it could be phrased, I guess, as well, is that last week against the Bears, Mitch Trubisky was pretty inept. So the way people see this game, and just to remind people, so it's a home game, it's Lambeau. And the Packers are three points favourite. And I think that's solely based on the fact that they both have stout defences. and They both have offences that might be seen as kind of one-sided. The Packers kind of misfire but people still give them the benefit of the doubt. And they might give it to the home team because I had, we used to do this thing in work where um, you know, we try to predict all of the outcomes of all games every week. And then they were sort of total up at the end of the year. And the guy, who I, I came first, by the way, so you know what I mean, just uh, humble brag, <laughs> um, which uh, the guy who came second, all he did was he hadn't got a rations about NFL. He'd just go and pick all the home teams every week. Yeah. So, so, you know, that by virtue of some of these uh, betting houses, if it's too close to call, they go, ah, eh, go with the home team by, by field goal. And that's what it is here. But how this could be phrased is, is that, when you look at the Vikings offense, it's an awful lot more uh, efficient than the Bears one. Um, I feel that with the running threats that they have and Dalvin Cook is is kind of an unproven entity really because of the injury history that he's had. And Kirk Cousins, I find, is is solid. Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, one of the best tandems in the NFL, yeah. in my opinion. Thielen is ridiculous and no one should forget that he likes the Lambo leap when he scores touchdowns. So let's try not make that happen here. But the way it could be phrased is that if you look at it like that both teams are pretty equal, the same as kind of the Bears, because our Packers offense was pretty inept at times uh, for a lot of the game, in fact, uh, last week, you would imagine that the Vikings seem to be more capable of outscoring the Packers 10 points that we put up last week, which is why they could win this game.
1: No, and I think that's absolutely right. And, it, you know, if if the Packers offense isn't much better than it was last weekend. I I don't see any way that the Packers can win this game. Mm. Um, And and you're right to point out all of those diverse targets that Cousins has got to throw to Phelan and Diggs and um, the rookie of Smith. And then, and then Dalvin Cook himself um, actually has has, has done very well against the Packers in the past (laughs) catching passes coming out, coming out the backfield. So, so it's got a whole, whole range of, of of target. So I, th- I you know I think this is a game where even if the Packers defense is at its at its best and we don't quite know where that best is after 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 one week but it was certainly very encouraging last week. It would it would be a struggle I think to be holding the Vikings to much less than 20 points on a good day and and maybe, maybe a few more than that which means you know the Packers have got to score 21 or 24 or maybe 27 points to win this game I believe.
0: Yeah, and look, we don't know what Packers are going to show up on the night. We don't know if they're going to get the, the offense flowing. Um But when you look at the likes of, of and this is this is the dangerous part, really, and this is the comparison. If you look at that game against the Falcons, Adam Thielen was targeted uh, three times, came down with three balls. One of them for a touchdown and a long of 23. Stephon Diggs was targeted twice, came down with two balls, a long of 31. So they catch everything and they can gouge you for a long yardage. And then Dalvin Cook ran for over 100 yards. So this will really be a lesson in how much we can set the edge. You made an excellent point in the sense that um, the Falcons D are questionable. They definitely were. The amount of times that they just failed to set the edge and Dalvin Cook ran outside and down the sideline he went. And as well as the fact that he was running hard and there were so many missed tackles there and all the rest. But another point that you raised when it came to the Bears game With relation to the Packers last week on quick snaps was about taking opportunities, and sometimes uh, you get you know a rub of the green. Now they pressured uh, Matt Matt Ryan, um, and of course he was going to try throw his way out of uh, trouble. But it was from that pressure that they got all of their success on the back end and were able to come down with those interceptions. And then you look at the fumbles. I mean Kirk Cousins fumbled twice and the the Atlanta Falcons um, never recovered those fumbles they got them back whereas on the opposite side of the ball uh, opposite side of the ball Freeman fumbled once and he lost it so it just yeah. goes to show that and and as well as that i mean the Falcons got right down uh, into the red zone and Matt Ryan throws it up um and uh, the Vikings come down with that interception as well in those crucial times sort of you know reminiscent of Adrian Amos last week for us so like you said i think the same applies this week doesn't it that once you get these opportunities and once you get that pressure you have to capitalize on that and if you do and if, if either because t- what i find is is that whatever team is going to go up to a big lead is going to keep that lead with the way these defenses are playing
1: no i think that i think that's i think that's ab- ab- absolutely right and you you're spot on about the vikings the vikings last last week weekend you know atlanta atlanta had their opportunities you know, you say Ryan Ryan was intercepted in the end zone. I think its its previous interception was the Falcons had driven all the way down to the down the field to the, to the red zone or close to the red zone, and they were intercepted there. There was a blocked punt and all of that stuff. So every everything, almost every opportunity the Vikings could could get, they took. And I think you know quite rightly. I think I think as we've said, I think the Packers, either team coming into this week has to do the same this this coming weekend because so i think this is such a close game that that's likely to to pivot on one or two, one or two plays that when you get those opportunities you you have to take them and that could be an interception it could be a fumble recovery it could be
0: mm.
1: you know a uh, a big punt return something like that um but when you get one you've got to you've got to take it
0: and we don't face the vikings again for quite some time until to the, the absolute death of the season so whatever this game is like, it's going to be like a tale of, of two games, really. This first game is going to have the Packers, odds are, struggling on offense. Whereas by the end of the season, we should have ironed out some stuff or not and really have a good idea about where this is. So the winner of this game goes top of the NFC North. And for us, it's fantastic because it'll be two wins against the division uh, rivals, which is which is great. And then for... Uh, the Vikings. It's gonna be two wins in the NFC in general. Puts them top. Um, so it's all to play for. And I know it's they call, uh, you know, the Monday after overreaction Monday, Pete. Uh, <laughs> but this is a very important game early on in the season.
1: It really is. You know, whichever team wins this, like like you say, Steve is is two and zero, and if it were the Packers, two and zero with two divisional wins. So I think so. I think I think it's a huge game at this stage of the season. Um you know and and if it if the packers were to win i think that they would have exceeded any reasonable expectations to be t- to be 2-0 through their first two games
0: yeah and to me it would kind of be like someone limping along on a scabby leg it's kind of like you don't expect them to make it um, and it was pretty ugly at the start, but as the Packers' offense heals and as the team starts to gel a bit more, and hopefully we get a bit of momentum throughout the season. Which again, I'll put the caveat: it might not happen. Um, it might misfire all year. Let's hope not. Let's stay positive. But I feel like the you know the sky's the limit for this offense, and particularly the defense as well.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, and I think you know even even with the offense, you you, know, you if you can get one or two plays going early, you know if you if you hit a couple of quick passes that. That you know, you turn a three yard out into a fifteen yard gain, and then and then you have a screen pass that that, that picks up twelve here, and all of a sudden, mm. you know, they're backing off the pass, and then you can get your running game going. So so it could just take two or three two or three plays to to get the offense going. But yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a tough 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 ask.
0: Yeah same and I mean especially because like you alluded to this offense reminds me of kind of something rolling down a hill or it's trying to start a petrol motor you know it chugs along and if it just doesn't start it's very hard to get it going Um, you know and it's like something rolling down a hill it just gains that momentum so as you said you know you need to have the run to keep the defense honest and once you do that well then the run sets up the pass um, you know, which again, people might think is a new thing uh, in Green Bay. It's not really. We've been trying to do this for I don't know how many years now. Uh, back to the Eddie Lacy days, and that's why that was such um, an explosive offense to watch. Sometimes when Lacey, the bowling ball, used to barrel through um the line of scrimmage, and once he sort of got going, it was a good tell as to how the game would actually pan out. Um, so again, I, look. I don't know if we should do score predictions. I think it's it's very early at this stage. I don't think the Packers are favourites in this game, P for me. So I'm gonna say that if the Packers win I would be ecstatic and I'd try to pull the positive from it. But I think that we're gonna see some grisly stuff here and um, but hopefully see more green shoots than we did last week.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think we're looking to see some some, some progress on, on offense, the defence to be at least as good as last week. And I'm I'm in the I'm in the same place as I was going into last week's game. My heart says the Packers. My head honestly says the Vikings by less, less than a touchdown, probably a
0: field goal. Yep, I have to agree. And I just think the Minnesota Vikings PR staff are going to be contacting us soon to work for the Vikings because <laughs> we're, we're very high on the Vikings. But look, that's just how the, that's how the cookie crumbles. So that's it for quick snaps. So lads, I'll be seeing you on Sunday. In Manchester for all the people that want to pop along. That's the Brotherhood Manchester. And then the following week, I'm jet-setting over to the uh, sunny Cardiff uh, for... Uh, the meet up there so I'm really looking forward to meeting all you guys if anybody is a long time listener to the podcast new to the podcast and you're used to hearing my voice uh, you'll get to see me in person I get to talk ad nauseum Packers with you on the night we'll share a few beers share a few shots um, and hopefully cheer on the Packers to their first win so from myself at Steady NFL give me a follow follow the group at UK Packers make sure you hit us up on Instagram Facebook and Twitter all at UK Packers if you've got any queries info at ukpackers.co.uk And from my co-host and from my partner in crime at IT Hedgehog, Peter Jones, it's goodbye for this week. Go pet, go.